Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello. <laughs> we should we should leave that in <laughs> hello and welcome to ask a clean person the podcast on acast i'm jolie care a cleaning expert advice columnist and author of the new york times best-selling book my boyfriend barfed in my handbag and other things you can't ask Martha. My weekly cleaning advice column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on Esquire.com, and you should send your questions about cleaning or anything else, really, to joliecare at gmail.com. I'm on my own again today, but don't worry, I did not fire Dave, or worry, because I didn't fire Dave. I just decided to give him a week off because I had to be in the studio anyway to record an ad spot, so I figured while I was at the mic, I might as well make a podcast for you guys. And because it's me and you know that I love them so very, very much, I'm going to do a grab bag episode because uh, it's my show and my choice and that's the way it's going to be. Um, I think also sort of the grab bag episodes are a little a little easier for me to wrap my mind around doing solo because I can just like pop from question to question without worrying about banter. Um, and, I, and I have some good questions this time. Um, but before we get into it, I want to remind you that we offer bonus episodes and all sorts of other cool rewards to our premium subscribers. If you would like to help underwrite our show by becoming an Ask a Clean Person, the podcast patron, go to patreon.com slash askacleanperson to check out all the packages we're offering and select the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps us so much, and we'd love to hear from you if there are any rewards you'd like us to consider making available. And we do have some new patrons to thank this week. Actually, we have a, a nice little grouping of patrons. It was very exciting. I love getting these little notifications. Uh, so a big, big thank you to Sarah Elizabeth, Claire Long, Elsbeth H., Emily Barbian, Barbian? It's not Barbarian. I know that. Desiree Diaz, Jeff Mick, I'm going to, oh, I'm going to butcher this great Scottish name, McIlvena, McIlvena. Yeah, I think I got that right. And finally, a big thank you to Lindsay. We appreciate your support so much. Thanks, guys. We hope you enjoy all the bonus episodes and our other cool rewards. Uh, and now let us get into our grab bag. We have a, a very uh, meaty first question because it's actually not one question. It's three questions all in one email, and they're all unrelated. So this is going to be fun. So Laura writes... Dear Clean Queen, or just Jolie, whichever you prefer. Side, side note for me, I will tell you which one I prefer when I finish reading her note. Love your podcast. Thank you so much for making my cleaning habits easier slash less expensive with your suggestions and methods. Also, thanks for validating my love of laundry. Oh, yes, one of my people. And that Pinterest board has been my go-to, quote, dictionary, unquote, of how to clean anything down to our flasks. I have a few assorted, though entirely unrelated questions for you. 
Number one, my most pressing issue. I spent the holidays in Chicago this year, so naturally I brought my suede slash sheepskin lined slippers with me. While beating the butter and sugar together for my perfect chocolate chip cookies, yes, this recipe comes with the science to back it up, the goop managed to climb out of the mixer and plop right onto the top of my suede slippers. I scraped off the sugar as best as I could and dabbed at the butter hoping to soak it up, but the stain is still there. Any hope for cleaning the suede? While I'm at it, any tips for cleaning the sheepskin lining? I mean, I stick my feet in it, so it's bound to be filthy. Number two. In doing my post-holiday cleaning, I found a hoard of old purses. While I'll likely get rid of a few, all of them smell kind of dank inside. I'd like to clean them before I donate them, as well as the ones I'm keeping. How does one clean slash maintain the lining of a leather or mystery fabric bag? Number three. I got a new pair of glasses about six months ago. They're all plastic frames, the majority of which is a very dark blue. The inside part of the arms is a bright white plastic. I usually take my glasses off when I know I'll sweat, like at the gym, but I live in a very hot climate where that isn't really practical and the white plastic has started to yellow anyway. I'd like to be stuck with these glasses for a while and maybe start wearing them at the gym. Any suggestions for cleaning the plastic or keeping them from yellowing anymore? Thanks, Laura. All right. So that was a lot of questions. And I have and I have very good answers for all of them. Um, but first, I want to answer the question of whether I prefer to be called Jolie or Clean Queen. I prefer Jolie. Uh, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Um, one, because I, I love it was a total happy accident um, that the name of my flagship column and now obviously the name of this podcast is Ask a Clean Person and not Ask a Clean Lady or Woman or Gal or Girl or any other gendered term, including Queen. Um, and I like that because as avid listeners of this show and regular readers of my column will, will already know, um, I have made a point in my career to write about cleaning for men in men's publications. That doesn't mean that my work isn't also for women. It certainly is. This podcast is for both men and for women. But I, I do, I have made a conscious choice in my, in my life to focus most of my efforts on uh, cleaning content, educational cleaning content for men. Um, and that is a, a tiny little part of my own uh, feminist outlook and it's part of my resistance and I and I do think it's radical and the reason that I think it's radical is because I'm pretty much the only one doing it so anytime you're the only one doing something it's it's a good bet that's going to be pretty radical um, so anyway so that's that's part of the reason why I, I prefer Jolie um, or or clean person or Jolie clean person or whatever you want to call me the other reason I don't like it is there's actually a woman and it's not that I don't like it it's just like I don't encourage it um is that there's actually a woman who's been out there for a long, long time who calls herself the queen of clean. And I think she, like, copyrighted or trademarked it or something like that, which that, I mean, I obviously respect copyright and trademark. I'm not going to go around stealing anything. But that's not really my issue with it. It's that it's, like, it's her thing. And if I'm being perfectly blunt, she's exactly what I try not to be as a cleaning expert like she's she's an older white lady she's a 
Oh, this is so mean. And I'm going to just go ahead and rip the bandaid off and say it. She's frumpy. She's frumpy. She just she just strikes me as like conjuring exactly the image of what you think of when you think of a, a cleaning expert, like just like a, a like khaki wearing hot dish bacon soccer mom. And there's nothing wrong with any of that, but it's not what I do. Um, so anyway, just Jolie is fine. That was a long tangent. Uh, the other thing I quickly want to mention before I answer these questions, they're pretty quick answers. Which is if I if, you, if you're like, stop rambling and get to it. I'm rambling and I'm going to get to it, but they're pretty quick answers. Um, the Pinterest board that Laura mentioned is a Pinterest board that I created. I think I, I, think I put it up at the end of last year. I can't believe it, it took me five years to actually do this, but I, it did. Um, that contains every single Ask a Clean Person column in the history of Ask a Clean Person. So it's the board down, way down at the bottom of the board is all the hairpin stuff and then the Jezebel and Deadspin stuff and then just the Deadspin stuff and then the Esquire stuff. And I, I do keep it updated. I don't update it um, in absolute real time, but it's never going to be more than a month out of date. Um, so if you want to check that out, you can go to Pinterest.com slash JolieCare, all one word, slash ask-a-clean-person. Uh, or you can also just go to Pinterest.com slash JolieCare and you'll find it. So anyway, check that out if you want to see any of the old columns. Bookmark it if you want to make it your go-to dictionary on how to clean everything down to your flasks, just like Laura. Okay, with that, let us get into answering her very good questions, because they were very good questions. Could happen to any of us. Also, a little disappointed that Laura didn't share her cookie recipe with me, but that's all right. I'm still going to answer her question. Okay, so let's talk about the suede slippers first. Super, super easy. Get a suede eraser. If you go to Amazon and just punch in suede eraser, it'll come right up. You can buy one. You can also find them at any kind of big, big box store that sells shoe care supplies. Um, you know, Target, Walmart, Kmart, any of the, any of the marts really are going to have them. Um, very easy to find. Use it. You use it just like an, a regular eraser. You rub it on the suede and it will take stains out. Another method, if the uh, grease penetrated quite deeply... And here I'm now, I'm, I got to give Dave a little shout out because he would have been very excited about me saying penetrated deeply. Um, and the suede eraser isn't, isn't doing the full trick. You can take a page out of our pulling grease stains off of silk instructions and you can use cornstarch. Let me remind you what the cornstarch trick is. Uh, you can also do this trick with talcum powder. So if you have that in the house already and not cornstarch, you don't have to go out and buy something. You can just talcum for it. So what you're going to do is you're going to sprinkle sort of a, an anthill-style pile of cornstarch on the grease stain and just let it sit for 12 to 24 hours, 12 to 48 if it's really bad. What the cornstarch or talcum is going to do is it's going to absorb the oil. So as long as it sits there, it's just going to slowly absorb that grease up into the oil. Uh, I'm sorry grease up into the cornstarch. Uh, after you've let it sit for 12, 24, 48 hours, however long you, you feel it needs, brush the cornstarch off. You might need like a, a dishcloth just to get all the like sort of dust off of it and you should be good to go. Um, now, Laura did also ask about cleaning the interior, the, the sheep skin, because she knows it's going to get grimy and smelly because her feet are in there. I am recording this before 
last week's episode aired. So she, when she sent the question, she didn't know that we had already recorded an episode on cleaning slippers. So I'm not going to go through all of those instructions because you guys just heard it last week on the episode all about slippers. But Laura, go back and refer to that and you'll hear all of the instructions on how to clean the interior and, and keep fur, faux or real, um, from getting that sort of grimy, dingy buildup on it. Um, the brief answer for those of you who don't want to go back, is to use corn meal. So, and again here, we have to say corn starch is what absorbs grease. Corn meal, which is a very different thing, is what you use to degrime sheepskin. So corn meal is what you're going to use, and you're going to do the shake and bake method. So it was what we talked about in the slipper episode. You're going you're gonna to put the slippers in a sealable bag with about a cup, of cornmeal you're going to shake 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 like you're making shake and bake then you're just going to leave it to sit for a few hours dump out the meal shake out the slippers you will be good to go so that is question number one question number two was about the bag odor and laura sent this question in like at the best time because i personally had just completed uh, shoe and bag closet reorganization. And in the course of doing this, I found some old bags that I was like, oh, these are really cute. I, I want to put these back into the rotation. I was like, but they kind of, they smell a little like musty and they, they they look a little grimy. And, um, so I, I threw them in the washing machine. So obviously Laura can't do that with her leather, but with the mystery fabric, you're pretty much going to be okay. It, in the the only the only fabric that it would actually really truly ruin the bag is if it was um, rayon or um, viscose. It's probably really unlikely that the bag is made of one of those two materials. If you suspect it is, um, those two materials don't love water, so you should maybe send them to the dry cleaner. Um, which is not going to help with the smell issue, but will help to get them clean. Um, but for anything else that's kind of quote-unquote mystery fabric, probably you're going to be safe to machine wash it. That's what I did. The bags that I had were like, one was a, a straight cotton one, and one was like a faux velvet with a faux sheepskin interior. They, I'll tell you, both of them were from The Gap, from like the 2000 five era of the gap when the gap had really really great bags i don't maybe people don't remember this but they really did um and that's part of why i was like oh these are cute i'm gonna put them back in the rotation so anyway i threw them right in the wash uh cold water regular detergent air dry right so we're sort of standard jolie instructions about washing weird things cold water detergent air dry so there you go my bags came out great one thing to suggest if you are if the bags are grimy um which they do tend to get really grimy on the handles or straps where we're constantly touching them and then also on the bottom part where you're where you're putting it down in, in places that might be kind of filthy um is to give them a, a pretty heavy spraying with a laundry pretreatment spray you know, your shouts, your spray and washes, your zouts, and whatever you have, anyone is fine. But to really give it like a, a thorough, like basically saturate it, which as you guys also know, I don't normally recommend that you do that. Um, but in this case, go ahead and saturate it before you put it into the wash. I had very good luck with that. Um, 
with the leather or bags that aren't dirty but just smell. They probably are dirty though, P.S., um, that just smell. The easiest course of action to deodorize them is to get um, a shoe de- she- We're going to edit that part out. Uh, get a shoe deodorizing spray. That is going to be the, the trick. And actually, that's the, the trick from the titular question posed by my book, which is what, what to do when your boyfriend barfs in your handbag. Because that girl's problem actually wasn't getting the barf out. She got the barf out A-OK on her own. It was the lingering smell that, that was the problem. Um, and what I told her to do was to get a spray designed for use on athletic shoes and the spray it in the bag. And it did the trick. So if it worked for vomit smell, I, I feel very, very confident in recommending it for Laura's kind of like old, old musty smelling bag sitch. Um, so there you go. Easy, easy answer. Um, all right. Her third question. Her third question was so interesting. It was about the, the white plastic interior of the arms of her eyeglasses that, that's beginning to yellow. And I had some ideas, but I wanted to do some deeper research because I have found that, that yellowing plastic has been a difficult thing to solve for my readership. And a lot of times, so my go-to is, is to say like, oh, try the magic eraser. And a lot of times the magic eraser hasn't worked. And where I've particularly heard about this problem is with um, cell phone cases, that people get these like really cool um, cell phone cases that they love. And then they start getting stains, especially from like indigo dye in your jeans and they can't get the stains out. And I'm always like, try magic eraser. Like, nope, that didn't work. Um, so anyway, so I would say, I would say first and foremost, try the magic eraser because it may work on the plastic in your glasses. Um, if it doesn't, however, here is a method that I learned about that I, that I do think will work for you. Um, and the idea is to mix together hydrogen peroxide and oxygen bleach. Now, let me repeat hydrogen peroxide and oxygen bleach, not chlorine bleach. Let me repeat. This is not chlorine bleach. This is not the stuff that takes dye out of clothing. This is not the stuff you use in your pools. This is not Clorox. Don't use that. You want oxygenated bleach. You want an OxyClean. You want a Clorox OxyMagic. It should have oxygen bleach in the description. Make sure you're using the right thing. It should be a powder Chlorine bleach is a liquid. I just I don't want you guys mixing the wrong chemicals together. I, I really worry about that. I stay up late at night panicking. Um, so mix those things to those two things together. I would say because this is going to be an ongoing thing, make yourself a little solution. Um, uh, maybe like you know put it put it in a bottle and just like label it. You know eyeglass cleaning solution. Uh, don't use it on your lenses. Only for the only for the body of the eyeglasses. Um, this is the the Portions of the solution should be about a quarter of a teaspoon of oxygen bleach to a cup of peroxide. So not very much oxygen bleach at all. Um, And the way that you'll use this for the eyeglasses is that you should take a, a sponge or a rag or toothbrush would actually work really well for this. Dip it in the solution and, and give the eyeglasses a little scrub. Now, if you want to try to reverse the yellowing, um, you are going to have to make sort of a poultice of sorts. Uh, and the way that you'll do that is you'll take paper towels 
and you'll dip them in the solution and wring them out so they're not soaking. And then you'll wrap them around the arms of the eyeglasses. And what that's going to do um, is basically it's going to it's going to stick to the eyeglasses, um, and then you'll just be able to leave it for you know a few hours or so. So I I would try that. Um, another idea you can let me see if I did have another idea. No, that was my only idea. Um, oh, here's here's what it was. Um, when you're done soaking it, you want to wash that solution off so that it's not like get, get, getting in contact with your skin and so on. So just wash the glasses with hot soapy water, which is actually how you're supposed to wash the lenses too. Just dish soap um, and, and soapy water. So there you go. So Laura, I think you're going to be a-okay. I think those are all great questions with not, not terribly difficult answers. Um, and so this is also a good time to take a quick break. I will be right back with more of your random questions, your potpourri of questions. This is Ask a Clean Person Podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Care. Got a few more questions on my grab bag. I realize also, I think when I do these solo episodes, I go into like, for, for me at least, like NPR voice, which is kind of a funny thing. Um, anyway, let's get on to some more questions. We've got a good questions from Giselle. I love her name. So Giselle writes... Your cleaning tips have revolutionized my adulting, and I'm a dudette. Love that. Oh, that was so cute. Revolutionized her adulting. It occurred to me today that my kitchen and bathroom rugs are getting kind of grotty, and I should clean them. But can I throw them in the washing machine? And then the dryer after that? If not, what should I do? Help. Been with you since Deadspin. You are a lifesaver. Appreciate your help. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So the... I left in the little uh, been with you since Deadspin because I think it, it goes back to the first point I was trying to make about that this this is while it's a show for everybody um, ask a clean person is a cleaning column for men and ask a clean person the podcast is a podcast about cleaning for men and women but it runs on Esquire and so yeah you know it's it's listen it's my own personal little revolution over here um okay so let us help Giselle out with her with her question this is the easiest answer yeah you can totally machine wash them absolutely uh always check the care tags for instructions but honestly if you're buying a kitchen throw rug or a or a bath mat that's dry clean only like you I you you need a show called Ask a Person Who Makes Good Purchasing Choices because <laughs> you basically just set yourself up for like a lot of expense and irritation in terms of getting those things clean. So yeah, they can they can definitely go um right into the washing machine. Um almost always 
cold water machine wash cold water regular detergent it was my same my same spiel um in the case of especially kitchen rugs um do check them for for stains and give them a, a little hit with a pretreatment solution um the, because those stains do tend, first of all, they're cooking stains. Um, and second of all, they, they sit and they kind of get in there. So regular laundering alone is probably not going to remove stains. So you really should pre-treat them if they're, if they're visible. If you've got one of those rag rugs that are really popular in kitchens, the sort of multicolored um, dealies uh, that are great. I mean, those can definitely be machine washed. One thing to suggest, though, is that you might want to throw in a color catcher. Carbona makes them. Shout makes them. Um, because those kinds of rugs are a little bit prone to fugitive dye issues, which is a, a fancy way of saying uh, the colors are going to bleed everywhere. So if you're washing it with other stuff, um, you might want to throw in the color catcher just to prevent that. Um, but, but it's not necessary. It's probably just a good idea. You can most certainly machine dry them. I do have some tips for you on that front, however. Um, and this is true of both the kitchen rags and bath mats. I'm going to talk about frequency when I finish these instructions because I think you guys are probably not washing your bath mats often enough. Um, okay, so machine dry them on on medium heat. So you don't necessarily want to go low heat because they are they are pretty heavy duty items. So if you dry them on low heat, you're going to be drying them forever. I don't necessarily think drying them on super, super, super high heat is the greatest idea either, although you can. Um, here's the trick, though. And I learned this. I learned this because I'm always learning things, right? Um, I learned this from John Medesian, the owner of Madame Paulette, that shrinkage occurs only at the end of the drying cycle when an item is in the dryer and has all of its moisture has been evaporated, and then it's just hanging around dry, but still being exposed to the high heat. It's that part of the cycle that causes the shrinkage. So here's my suggestion. My suggestion is to put it in the dryer, either on medium or high heat, and set it for half the time you think it's going to take to dry. At the end of that cycle, check it. If it's still very, very wet, put it in for maybe another 10 minutes. If it's just damp, pull it out then while it's still damp and allow the rest of the drying process to happen as an air drying process because then you won't run the risk of having your kitchen mat shrink up to the size of a pot holder. Of course, if it does, you can always repurpose it and use it as a pot holder. So there you go. Um, okay, frequency. Uh, I, I, it actually occurred to me as I was reading that question, I didn't even put them in my, in my show notes that I wrote up as I was rereading it out loud to you that I was like, Hmm, like Giselle over here is saying that she's like just noticing that her bath mat's gotten grotty. Like, so I, I, ugh, I, I feel like I'm already starting out, starting sounding shamey and I don't mean to do that, but your bath mat should be washed pretty frequently. It's you're, you're stepping on it and like shimmying your your bare feet and all of your barefoot skin on it all the time and you know people walk on it through a bathroom and it and it's damp and it's sitting there and it's making a nice home for mold which I know you guys all know about because we've talked a lot about that um so you should you should wash that bath mat more more frequently than you are you shouldn't be noticing that it gets gross like it, it should be washed before it gets to a point where it's gross so um I mean, people are different. I, I wash mine, I think, every every other every other week is about right. 
Um, although I have two bath mats, so sometimes I swap them out earlier than that. Like if I notice that, like there's a lot of like if I've been blow drying my hair a lot, basically it's the answer. And a lot of my stray hair is collecting on one. I'll just be like, oh, I'll throw that in the hamper, grab the other one. Um, so yeah, so wash your bath mats, and actually the same is kind of true of your of your kitchen. Um, little area rugs that you throw down you know those things take a beating and you're you're walking on them all the time and food gets there and ambient grease and all that good stuff so um those I don't think need to be washed quite as often as the bath mats maybe that's like a quarterly thing that you wash um but yeah just to give you some some rules of thumb in terms of the frequency with which you want to think about washing those items all right so we've got one more question uh, actually on the on the subject of mold. So I'm, I'm going to get right into it. Um, and this is from Amy. Amy writes, Hi, Jolie. My son, a longtime Deadspin reader. Oh, I love you guys. Miss you every day. Turned me on to your podcast and gave me your book for Hanukkah, which like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm just, I need a moment. I'm so touched by that. Um, sorry. A- Amy continues. I'm now officially a clean person fanatic. My husband, who was raised by a, quote, really, 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 really clean person, end quote, and is generally able to clean absolutely anything, is stumped by the following situation. We have a shower stall that we can't keep free of mold. We scrub it on a weekly basis. Every day after we shower, we wipe down the walls and then point the fan at it to further dry out the walls. And about two years ago, we regrouted the shower in the hope that the new grout would start us off on a new footing. But the mold still reappears. Any ideas on what to do to permanently demold the space? Thanks. So I, I have ideas. And it's, they, some of them might not be very welcome ideas. Uh, so before I get into it, I, I want to I compliment your son. <laughs> So I can butter you up a little bit, Amy. Um, I honestly, I think it's the greatest thing in the world that your son was reading my column at Deadspin and that he got you my book for Hanukkah this year. It makes me really happy, especially because I've been gone from Deadspin for over a year now. Um, and so it's really nice. This was a, a, a somewhat recent email. So I know that Hanukkah was, she means us past Hanukkah. Um, and it makes me glad to know that those those readers were still with me. Someone tweeted at me, yesterday actually and asked are you ever coming back to deadspin and I almost burst into tears <laughs> I was like oh I don't want to I don't want to tell you the truth <laughs> I want to be able to tell you the answer you and I both want and unfortunately the, the answer is that it's extremely unlikely that I'll ever go back to deadspin although I would of course love to um so but that's just the way that it is and I and I have to say I do really love being at Esquire so um it's it, the fact that I, I that I miss Deadspin is should be no reflection on the amount of fun I'm having at Esquire um it's just a different it's just a different place and it's you know it doesn't have a commenting community and so I do miss that very much anyway let us talk about Amy I I can't decide if I should give Amy the the good news first or the bad news first so I think I'm going to keep in the spirit of this episode and just rip the Band-Aid off and and give her the the bad news first. The bad news is that the fact that you are having this persistent problem and that weekly cleaning plus daily wiping of the shower walls plus a fan is not eliminating the problem indicates that you have a serious structural issue and that it is something that you should get a professional of some sort in to take a look at. Probably a plumber, perhaps 
a general contractor. That is a bit more of an ask of this old house person than ask a clean person question. But I want to really emphasize that it sounds to me like you have a pretty serious issue. And when you have serious issues like that, it goes beyond just the grossness of mold growing in the shower. It's also obviously a health issue. Um, and it's also a safety issue in terms of your own home because you're, the, the structural issue is related very likely to water issues, which means that you could have walls or ceilings cave in and you don't want that to happen, Amy. I don't want that to happen to you. You seem so nice and you love my podcast and your son is a fan of Deadspin. I want you to live a long and happy life. Okay, so with that, there are still some extra things you can try on top of what you're already doing, which are all very, very good things. And when I sat down to write the notes on how to answer your question, I started writing, wipe the walls down. And then I looked at the question. And I'm like, she's already doing that. And I was like, put a fan. I'm like, ah, oh, she's already doing that. So anyway, um, so you're, you're, you're doing great, Amy. And this is, this is, it's not, it's not you. It's the, it's your home. <laughs> um, okay. So a few things to try. Um, adding a dehumidifier may to the to the fan situation may just add an an extra level of moisture control to the room similarly putting out a desiccant like damprid uh can also help to to remove moisture so uh i don't think you need both one or the other would be just fine um Another thing that you may want to try, you mentioned that you already have a fan that you're pointing at the at the shower to dry it out, which is great. You might want to install a vent fan, though, because a vent fan may be more powerful um, and it may ventilate the whole room better. I don't know how large the bathroom is, um, so, you, so you may want to consider doing that also. Um, if you have, I know that you said that, Amy, that the the shower itself was a stall style shower. I don't know if it is a tiled stall st- style shower or if it's um, an a acrylic or fiberglass. That's the word I'm looking for. Fiberglass shower with grout. Um, but but either way, um, in the area around it, if there are painted walls, you may want to repaint the the painted the drywall with a paint like Kills, which is K-I-L-L-Z, uh, or a- any simple, similar mold-resistant paint, which do exist. And they are very, very good. And, I, and I've read a lot of customer reviews of them that say that, you know, that with from people who had problems that were similar to your, like we had persistent mold in the bathroom, we repainted with Kills, it's never come back. So that may, that may help. Um, one other, this is weird. I literally have never heard of this before. I started researching to answer this question. So take this with every grain of salt you have and do your own research too. And, you know, don't, don't just trust this. Cause I'm, I'm saying to you that I, I didn't look into this very deep. I didn't do a deep dive on this one. Um, but I, but I heard someone mention in, I, I was in some weird chat forums, you guys, my favorite place on the internet, weird chat forums about cleaning. Um, and someone mentioned that they were, they were going to install a solar tube skylight above their shower, or what they were saying above their tub. They were, it was a person who was having a similar persistent mold issue in her tub style shower. And it, it sounds to me like these are, these are essentially like, um, t- you know, tube style lights, like the way that fluorescent lights are, but, but they're not fluorescent. Um, and 
they they mimic solar light and somehow that's going to that's going to kill mold spores. So I, just something to mention that I found out there on the great weird internet that we all love so much. Um, and uh, and you can look into that on your own. So I, I but I want to I want to go back to the first point because I don't want those things to undercut the severity of the problem that or what I believe to be the severity of the problem that you're facing. Um, so what, one thing that you should look into is whether or not the shower or the tile, whatever, whatever style it was, was mounted onto drywall. If that's the case, that's what's causing the problem. Um, any, any kind of tile or mounted shower should be mounted onto cement board, not onto drywall. And a lot of times mounting onto drywall is a shortcut that's taken and it will lead to huge problems down the line and regrouting will not solve it. It just needs to be taken out and replaced. So I, I want to end on that note just to underline how serious I do think this problem is. And, and what I hope is that you, that you call someone in to take a look at it and they're like, oh, no problem. You just need the kills. Like, and that's all that there is. And it's just a coat of paint's going to fix the whole thing and you're never going to have to worry about it. But I, I just really don't believe that that's the case. And, and part of my commitment to my, my job and my listeners and my readers is that I'm always going to tell you the truth, even if it's not what you want to hear, regardless of whether I'm telling you that you're going to have to rip out your entire shower or if I'm going to have to tell you that, no, I'm probably not coming back to Deadspin anytime in this lifetime, even though that is sad for everybody involved. But that's the truth, and I'm going to tell it to you. And on that note... That'll do it for this episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. My second solo one. I feel like it was like good and it went fast and I had my my mojo going, which I think probably is much more about the stage and the whole 30 I'm at than anything else. Um, if you like what you heard today, and I certainly hope you did, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash person and selecting one of the amazing rewards we're offering to our listeners. I would also love it if you would subscribe on Acast or iTunes and leave a rating and tell your pals about this weird little cleaning show that you love so much. And of course, thank you to you for joining me for another episode of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.